0: Good Continuing along here in Perek Tess of Shara Tshuva and dealing with the section of Averis that are committed that only affect the person himself, meaning to say there are Averis between the person and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And how is Tshuva attained when Averis of this sort, of this kind is done? So Chavisavavus explained to us that not only should we do the regular elements of tshuva, the regiment of tshuva, but if possible, then it would also warrant to try to do the opposite. Try to go to the other extreme. If one was felt that he's been stingy, he was jealous, uh, he uh, disliked other people, then he should go in his process of tshuva. He should go to the other extreme and make an effort to try to like people. And extend themselves towards people. We continue along. That's if these are those are Averis that were committed just in his mind and his heart. But if the sin that was committed was something that pertained to one of the other limbs, a different organ, that of the person, not just the thought or the mind. Kachilas. For example, a person ate something that was forbidden to eat, whether the Torah forbids it, whether the Rabbonin forbid it. So someone ate something that he was not allowed to eat. And whether he did it because he didn't ask enough questions like he should have, or he did it, it was a mishap, he wasn't careful enough, or he did it intentionally, or he ate something and he didn't bother finding out the proper broker didn't find by finding out is he allowed to eat this thing now? Was he is he did he wait long enough after eat after eating meat that he could eat milk now? And he just disregarded it because he wanted to just have his food. He wanted to have the cake and eat it too. So now we realize, say, hey, this is this is the wrong way to live. I have to do chuva. Now he hasn't harmed anybody, didn't hurt anybody, could be even complimented the chef on the food. But of course he has Shirked his responsibilities, and he has committed a sin. So either haberi is something that pertained to eating, or he a man, or he had some immoral relationship, or forbidden relationship, adultery, or he desecrated Shabbos, didn't honor Shabbos properly, or Mayadim, could be even took a false oath. So in all of these areas, Very interesting idea that is putting forth over here. And it's explained by the Mephoshim as follows. Let's say a person ate something non-kosher and it was meat. He likes meat. So he ate non-kosher meat. Either... He did it unknowingly and willingly or he just he was so hungry he didn't bother checking the, the package, does it have a hexer or not, but he did a sin and he realized afterwards I was just glutton for the food, I like meat so much, that that's what he did and he, he fell in, he caved in, he was pushed by his Yetzirah so either to, to ignore it, somehow turn off the, the thought process go blindly into it or in the realm of forbidden relationships in any which way that the Torah forbids. So the Tshuva process here that Chavazavavus is suggesting is it should be For example, this person sinned by eating non-kosha meat. So of course he's stopping to eat non-kosha meat. He regrets eating it and he's not eating non-kosha meat anymore. But as well, he should perhaps take on not even to eat meat for some period of time, maybe he'll cut out meat for one for one time in his in in his uh, in his diet right now, or maybe he won't eat as much meat as he usually does. And others to sort of bend himself back the other way, so not only to just to leave what was forbidden, but to do tshuva. Ba'isa ba'isa min. For example, again, he ate and drank forbidden wine. He drank wine that was non-bavusha wine, and it was poured by a non-Jew not let him eat that, that's, that's called stamyenim. it's forbidden by the Rabbanu to eat such wine. But he drank this wine and now he realized he wasn't allowed to do that. But what was it? What was the root of why he did that? Is because his love for wine just led him to do that. So what he has to do is he has to curtail now not only not drinking non-kosher wine, but even to an extent that a person has to know how much he could take and how much the proper amount is, but even not to drink kosher wine in order to be able to get himself back onto an even footing and to realize the severity of what he did and to make sure that he won't get close to that Avera again. (laughs) Of course, it has to be L'Shem shemaim. It can't be because he's going to think, you know, I'm going to be so overly religious that I'll probably just get extra things. I'll be so overly religious and a person will be, be overdoing it and it won't help the situation. Usually, that's counterproductive. A person has to know that one of my rebbeim, Zecherin Lavracha, used to say. You know, sometimes a person wants to work on on eating. Yeah, he just feels he's he's eating too much. It's unnecessary eating and snacking. So that's it. That's it. From now on, no more snacks. No more except for healthy, nutritional food. What happens? A few days go by, and he just he just can't take it anymore. He's craving. So. Maybe I'll just take a, opens up the cabinet, and he sees one of those 24-ounce bags of chips. Anyway, 10 minutes later, the bag is empty. That's usually what happens. If a person goes too much to one extreme, it backfires. It's like a spring. If you suppress it too much when, you, when it just can't hold anymore, it backfires. So a person has to do it, obviously, with the right measure. But this whole idea brings us also just to mention a beautiful story with the great Reb Chaim Velozhin. Last night we mentioned the Maisa with Reb Zalman Velozhin. That's Reb Chaim Velozhin's brother. Both with Talmidim and the Vilni Gai. Reb Chaim Velozhin, in his younger years, and I add that for for a reason, in his younger years he was marrying off his son, Reb Itzala. Reb Itzala Velozhin, Reb Yitzchak who took over the yeshiva in Velozhin after Reb Chaim Velozhin passed away. So he was marrying off Reb Yitzchak Velozhin. The chastanah wasn't in Volozhin, the Khasana was in the uh, Eimitzvus somewhere else. So he's traveling; he had to go to this place, and he's in uh, he's in some some over there, some small village. He's staying over when they went to a wedding. Those days, I mean, you took a wagon; it was a few day journey, and you stayed over somewhere, then you continued on the road. And you stay. it was a whole process; it was a few weeks time. So he's at his stancia, he's at his uh, host house, and the next morning was the day of Laini and he's looking around at this little village. No one has a sefer Torah. What? No one has a sefer Torah. I have to. We have to hear Laini, He's looking around. He's looking around for sefer Torah. So there was an old Rav over there. A Rav. The Mises brought in the Keser Reush, in Hilchas If you want to look it up, Aleph. So there was a Rav from Rashkivitz over there, and the Rav told him, "Ah, what's the big deal?" So, so it's. You're middle of a you middle of a whole trip. So what's the big deal if you miss one day of Elaine? And out of deference to this older rav, Rabbi Chaim said, "Okay, you're right. We have to conjure up in our minds." You know, Chaim Voloshin wasn't always the old saintly Rosh that we know him to be from his svarim and the other stories. He was once a young man and he was marrying off his his oldest child. So this was an older rav. He had a deference to the ravs. He, he didn't do the laning. Mais, uh, he did. it didn't feel feel right with him. So when he came back home after this uh, trip, he was away for a few weeks. He came back home and he went to his Orin Kodesh <coughs> where he keeps his personal Sefetaira. He opens it up and lo and behold, it's gone. Uyfe, where's the Sefetaira? Quickly, he tells all the family what happened to Sefetaira. What happened to Sefetaira? And he realizes... <coughs> this was because he missed that laning. Because he was, he was negligent. Because he uh, went too much at ease with that Seyfetaira, missing the laning. That's why this happened. He was sure of it. No, nope. He started having charata, and he says, I'm going to the other room, and he started doing vidui. He started doing vidui. He started saying, I was wrong, and I feel bad that he did this. A few minutes later, someone from the family comes in and says, we found the Sefer He opens up the Sefer and he looks at the column that should have been lamed a couple of weeks earlier when he was away at the Hasina. There was a psul, there was something missing, either a part of a letter or a letter missing on the column that should have been read when he was away at the Hasina and missed the lane. And he said to his Talmidim then, and it's recorded for posterity. He says, there's a sure thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu deals with people, for those who want, and those who keep their eyes open. It's measure for measure. When we do something wrong, HaKadosh Baruch Hu punishes. The first thing is we have to know that when something bad happens to us, when something wrong goes, when something goes wrong with us, we have to realize not, <laughs> what's Hashem doing, but what did we do wrong? Why is this happening? And we have to try to connect the dots. Try to if we can, try to connect the dots. What did we do wrong? What did I do wrong just recently that this is happening? And if we're honest with ourselves, Hu with his infinite kindness could allow us to realize where we went wrong. It says Chaim Balajan that it's Baduk, that it's a proven it's tried and proven that if a person does Vidui properly and realizes the measure for measure, the then the problems will go away. As soon as a person clicks in his mind what it was, and he does tshuva for that, sincere tshuva, then the problems go away. And this was what the Al says, the Al says in Tehillim, Perek Samach Bey, Hashem, Choset, to you Hashem is kindness, ki ato seshalem le'ish ke because you pay each person back according to his actions. It says the Alsha what it means to say, why is there extra kindness over here? You pay a per- person back like his actions? Yes, Hashem allows us, even for the things we do wrong, Hashem allows us to see where we went wrong. And He pays us measure for measure, midi, keneg, midi, but what we did wrong, kim you as our actions were wrong, Hashem gives us a punishment in that area. So we're able to see it, and we're able to correct it. And that's really also what the Chavosavavos is really telling us over here, that if a person was wrong in a certain area, he committed a very certain area, when he's doing shuva, he should make sure to try to correct and change that area. And not only the actual sin and action that was done, but even to understand the root cause of it. What's the root cause? Why is it? I'm speaking so much Lashon Hara. What is it? person should think, you know what? Maybe when when I talk to a particular person, or I spend time in a particular group of people. Maybe that's when all of a sudden the Lashonara comes comes out. Maybe it's a certain time of day when I'm weak, when I'm tired, that's when I just blurt it out. Or maybe when I'm all upset about something right away, I try to contact somebody. So let me calm down. You know what? Let me wait 10 minutes before I make that call. I'll be able to deal with it better and I won't have to blurt out this Lashonara that's bothering me. So these are the steps that a person has taken the the area of Aveira, the area of the sin that was committed, but he sinned, that's the area that he should fix up. And let's just finish this piece of the category but Adam All of this chuva can only be done while a person is still living and breathing in this world. As long as he has his days are lengthened in Beira with his clear understanding. When he wants to do Shuvo, he really wants to purify himself. Ultimately, what do we want to do? We want to get to Shemaim to after 120, as pure as we can be. And the, the more tshuva we do here, the more clean, cleansing of our nefesh we will do here, we come up over there, we don't have to have then all of the cleansing process over there in Gehenim. And we shouldn't think, eh, what's the big deal? Cleaning here, cleaning over there. It's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Gehenim is really Gehenim. And to have the tshuva done here, it has some difficulties in it, but it's worlds apart from having to be cleansed over there. And then, this is what Shlaima Melech says, If you were wise and you took my advice, says Shleiman Melech and the Chemnitz if you took our advice to do tshuva now, If you were a chokhem, what's a chokhem? The Mishnah tells us, he says, You see what's in the future. Do it now so we don't have to wait for the future. You've been wise and good for yourself. A gute Nacht.